These are the planetary placements for September 11th of 2023. Uh, I use Vedic Astrology, New York, New York, noon time, and I am using the whole sign system. The title of this energy and this report, quote, for I know the plans I have for you. The IC will be in Aquarius at 10 degrees in the fourth house. This placement is very personal to me as I have this placement in my natal birth chart. But also for most Americans energetically, this will be deeply felt considering the atrocity that was committed against this country on this day back in 2001. I understand the IC in astrology to be much like our moon signs and placements. However, the IC runs much deeper. The moon reveals our mother, familiarity, and instincts, whereas the IC represents our generational roots, the initial seed implanted on into the ground, both of which run deeper than that of our moon. The IC in astrology is where we find our genesis, our beginning, our true ancestry. Whenever you get your ancestry test done to inquire who you are further and where you come from, the information given or found is IC energy. We all seem to have generational karma to sort out here on Earth and in this human experience. This is a true blessing in disguise. Like the moon, the fourth house is reserved and highly protected, different, and even weird. I say weird because everyone has their own roots, moral code, and simply does things differently from the next family to the other in some capacity. For example, I was raised with dogs, and I find it completely normal to sleep with dogs in my bed, whereas someone else may have been raised to never allow dogs in their home, let alone in, uh, let alone in their bed with them to sleep. On a more serious note, we all have inherited genes, gifts, talents, fears, trauma, and personality traits that come from the fourth house, some of which may be hidden still. Now with the IC in Aquarius at 10 degrees, it's cusping the second deacon where the planet Mercury takes over. In other words, many who are receptive will discover more information on their ancestry, discover dormant gifts, talents, and some health issues may arise for some at this time. Not all bad, but certainly not all good. Hidden health issues or simply your genetic makeup may begin to communicate to you at this time. Personally, I've been noticing a lot of beauty marks, moles, and even eczema, and some mildly serious health issues that have arised for me during this time. Considering my rising sign is in Libra, which is the vanity sign, so my body is essentially talking. Look to your rising sign to see how this may manifest for you. However, I'm very, I'm also very intelligent and spiritually gifted in many areas that are now coming out and I finally feel confident to express and to learn more about them. I can keep going with this placement, but to sum it up, when loved ones die, it's traditional to honor them. Aquarius energy is not so traditional, however. This is where the blessing in disguise comes in, especially with the planet Mercury taking over. Instead of traditionally mourning to honor our past loved ones and ancestors, we shall finally express, create love, rejoice, discover, embrace all, and be glad in all the good and the bad that has been passed down to us and ultimately liberate and change the game. By change the game, I mean continue paving the way, fighting the good fight, taking the baton and running with it. I don't want to jump ahead, but the sun in Leo in the 11th house also confirms this. The descendant in Aries in the seventh house confirms this as well. For me, this will play out in how I relate and love others. Aquarius energy in the IC indicates loner, misunderstood, and unaccepted energy. 
I was adopted and felt unwelcomed and unloved the majority of my life. And I manifested situations um, to reflect that back to me up until about 22 years old. I'm now 29. I've been on this journey and only now am I ready to fully honor my ancestors loud and proud. Yes, I recently dealt with some health issues, but I understand why they arose and I'm brave and strong enough to overcome them. I never wanted children because my mother and father sin. I never witnessed true love or experienced such. I never felt that I had a purpose to let, uh, let alone important enough to fulfill. But this has drastically changed recently. I want love, a loving family of my own and children to pass the baton to. I never understood why women went through great lengths to have families, but I'm starting to understand more in depth and I, I truly deserve that. I am adopted and I always felt like I would repeat my mother's mistakes and my kids would be taken from me somehow. Or maybe I simply would be a bad, uncaring and non-nurturing mother. But those are all lies and I wanna correct that by paying it forward. I want some babies. <laughs> I'm very interested to know, you know what family curses you are breaking and what you're rebuilding at this time. Leave a comment or email me. I think this, the moon and Venus and Cancer will bring up some emotional feelings when I go over it uh, within this report, but that's about it. It's time to get gangsta. The descendant will be in Aries at 28 degrees in the seventh house. Now this is the shadow area, the hidden energies that are always at play. In tarot, this is like the seven of swords upright for those unsuspecting, unconscious, and blissfully ignorant. <laughs> ignorant. Aries is ruled by Mars and with that in the hidden depths, a war, a battle, and some survival in the seventh house of relationships has been fought for some time. Considering the descendant in Aries is in the third deacon that Jupiter rules, and to give some context, Jupiter is one of the largest planets known in the solar system. So I think it's safe to say, or it's better to say that a war actually has been fought. But Jupiter is our spiritual planet where karmic rewards, blessing, good fortune, expansion and growth occurs. Spiritual warfare has been ongoing in regards to everything that we've discussed with the IC and Aquarius in the fourth house. To reiterate, spiritual warfare occurs inwardly. Most have been fighting emotional, financial, psychological wars inherently due to your bloodlines. Blood, sweat and tears have been shed throughout this war. In tarot, this is like the Nine of Wands, the Devil card, and the World card combined. And like Beyonce said, y'all been on the front lines with your bloodlines. The World card in tarot is Capricorn energy, which is ruled by Saturn. Saturn brings forth limitations, oppression, fear, tradition, forced labor, and ultimately slavery. Some have been fighting to break those chains forced upon you and those who came before you. I'm happy to say that with the descendant in Aries at 28 degrees that is cusping Taurus, the sign that is exalted in the moon, the war is finishing and exaltation, graduation and crowns will be given to those bloodlines who were enslaved emotionally, financially and psychologically. The moon heals, nurtures, restores, feeds, protects and provides security. The seventh house deals directly with open enemies and Aries demolishes any and all threats with no remorse or mercy, taking no prisoners. In the Chinese culture, they live by the quote, death before dishonor, which means it's better to die than to compromise. And the word compromise is exactly what the seventh house governs. Side note, 
On a larger scale, this explains why the United States and China are threatening an impending war, as above and so below. However, I digress. The brave, the bold, and the brazen who consciously fought the war on behalf of your ancestry, you have won, and all of your enemies will earn death. Refer back to the full moon in Aquarius report posted on August 31st, where I was mentioning a lot of death. It was actually emphasized a bit. Regardless, the champs are here. Rise up and bow down only slightly to have your crowns placed upon your heads. It's a celebration. You should be proud. With the sun in Leo in the 11th house, your exaltation ceremony will be commenced in front of everyone in the 11th house for all to see and to witness. This is going down in the Akashic history books and forever stored within your blood for generations to come. The Ascendant will be in Libra at 28 degrees in the first house. Most are only able to see where you are, but never what you have been through. In the Ascendant in Libra in the first house, this is exactly how this placement will manifest. The sign of Libra, which is also ruled by the beloved and most popular planet Venus, certainly attracts jealousy. I mean, why do you think the seventh house uh, that Libra rules deals with open enemies? Venus energy is superficial, but very beautiful, blessed, attractive, romantic, wealthy, joyous, and pleasure-seeking and receiving. Sure, some are born into wealth, given a silver spoon, but that silver spoon certainly came from someone who worked hard, who suffered, who fought, and who have sacrificed, dealt with opposition, has been a martyr, and certainly experienced near-death situations in order to overcome and to enjoy the fruits of their tedious labor. This is why Venus is exalted in Pisces, the sacrificial and awe-encompassing sign. When we look at the most successful, wealthy, and famous people, they all started from the bottom and paved the way for the future generations to continue on and to keep the legacy and the wealth going. Look at money. Uh, look at Floyd Money Mayweather, for example. The man fought his way to wealth. He could have died at any time during his career. He faced opposition, opponents, sacrificed his childhood to work hard for himself and his family. Even Kim Kardashian's ho ass. She was the sexual sacrificial lamb for her family to be who they are today. Granted, her deceased father and stepfather had a name and fame for themselves for her to build upon, but you get my point. Most successful, wealthy, and beautiful people are the most hated, for sure. If we look at 50 Cent, the man had to get shot five, I'm sorry, nine times in his face. He had to face death in its eye to be who he is today, sadly. His firstborn son hates him for who he is today. His own son wishes death upon him out of jealousy. The thing is, no one is willing to do the hard work or make sacrifices or fight internal demons in order to be who they are destined to be. And somehow, they have the audacity and the entitlement to hate you for doing what they are unwilling to do. Elon Musk, he worked 100-hour work weeks, lived in his factory, slept about two to four hours a night in order to be who he is today. Most are unwilling to do such a thing. Tyler Perry was homeless, worked odd jobs for seven to eight years, spending $25,000 on plays, which essentially was his last, just for only 30 people to show up and to support him. But look at who he is today. Again, I'm only speaking on modern times and modern people, but we certainly can look back Go back to our freedom-fighting ancestors who paved the way for us to be able to have the experiences and somewhat freedom that we have today. The list is endless, which is my point. 
We discussed with the descendant in Aries in the seventh house, spiritual warfare that was passed down to you all. And many are called, but few are chosen. Few answered the call, few took the baton and continued the marathon, very few. Most are too concerned with being famous, wealthy, and known by making hee-hee-ha-ha TikTok videos, sexing their way to the top, getting in relationships with others to be associated with being at the top. Most are concerned with looking like a million, looking like a million bucks as opposed to having it. But the majority is seldom concerned with doing the real hard spiritual and shadow work to truly earn their way to the top. Those people will be jealous, hateful, and revengeful for those who actually did the work that matters. Most have forgotten or simply are ignorant to the fact that we are spiritual beings have a, having a human experience. With that misstep, their lives reflect the same. Sure, some have obtained wealth or whatever else Venus energy has to offer, but that certainly was not given by the most high, the creator. Almighty God, no. They are false, they have stolen, and have been simply placeholders for you, the true chosen. Libra at 28 degrees is in the third deacon that Mercury rules, and here, liars, storytellers, vain, materialistic, but quote-unquote gifted speakers reside here. In other words, the dark, evil, and the manipulative Librian energy is at play. I have found that most people are evil, but portray themselves to be everything but. Scammers, in other words. These people in this deacon have copied you, stole from you, tried to replicate you, shapeshift, all to gain what is inherently yours. It reminds me of the Game of Thrones on Netflix when Jon Snow was the heir to the throne, but because he was a bastard, aka Aquarius Energy, the bastard, the stepchild, the black sheep, he wasn't allowed to claim the throne that was rightfully his by blood. As I mentioned above, the descendant in Aries at 28 degrees, the energy is preparing to cusp into the next sign of Taurus, where some will finally be exalted, whereas for others, with the ascendant in Libra, cusping into Scorpio, suffering, grief, and loss will be experienced, especially for those who fought against you in this spiritual war. The Midheaven will be in Leo at 10 degrees in the 10th house. The Midheaven is essentially the purpose we are all here on Earth to fulfill. It's the main objective. Everything else within the birth chart progressions and planetary transits, including the North Node, all lead to this Midheaven point. Some get it wrong. Some get it right. Some get lost in the North Node, held back, distracted, excuse me, or simply give up. Meanwhile, others push through. To fulfill their destiny in the midheaven that's the game of life so to speak like the sun in leo in the 11th house where those who fought the good fight have earned their respected crowns for all to bear witness to in the 11th house it will not start to manifest in the 10th house uh, of your public image i'm sorry it will start to manifest in the 10th house of your public image reputations which in turn will boost your status power and money ultimately gaining you your well-deserved respect with the midheaven in leo at 10 degrees in the second deacon jupiter is taking over and expanding upon everything that i just mentioned above in other words it will be raining blessings good fortune healing spiritual gifts and downloads rewards finances to travel justice and essentially karmic completion some will finally be free financially, emotionally, and psychologically from any restrictions that have been placed upon you 
prior that hindered you from being that free and carefree spirit you were always destined to be. There will be a new excitement for life and a desire for more life, especially in energy, which in turn will help you persevere to obtain the wealth, the freedom, the money, power, and respect. In some cases, it'll just happen overnight, whereas others, like I said, will be given unlimited amounts of energy, will and drive with no roadblocks to get shit done. It's like traveling along it's like traveling long distance at night, less traffic and people attempting to block you, cut you off, or be reckless. It's a smooth drive as opposed to driving during the day where you expect to be delayed. Now, sarcastically and facetiously, I am sure that there are some who rather hear that they will wake up with wealth, uh, but again, to each his own. The sun will be in Leo at 24 degrees in the 11th house. Shining, 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 yeah, is the vibes. With the sun in Leo, the sign it rules, it's comfortable at home and it's feeling itself. With everything, there will always be two sides. And so with that being said, there will be some who are bursting with energy, self-confidence, pride, creativity, passion, drive, and feeling very bold and more comfortable to take risks. Luckily, in the 11th house, those risks will pay off indeed. We all know the quote, when you feel good, you do good. And with the sun in Leo, this will hold true. This will be a time for some where your energy will attract all great things in the 11th house of associates, wealth, wishes being granted, and friendships. It'll be like a moth to a flame on a larger scale. Some may be all smiles and happiness and it'll show as well as a glow. The sun exalted it is the sun is exalted in Aries and on top of that the sun in Leo at 24 degrees in the third deacon that Mars rules. So this is very powerful energy that will be seen and felt everywhere you go. Expect a lot of stares, attention and admiration. Not to jump ahead or maybe so. Mars will be in Virgo and so a lot of this energy will be utilized in your daily routines your work, your health, and service to others, which in turn will benefit others. Leo energy is all about self-love first and foremost. You cannot give uh, with an empty cup, but clearly for some it will runneth over, over into the 11th house of friends and the collective at large. With Mars and Virgo, you will find yourself more disciplined, determined, focused, ambitious, organized, observant, and strong-willed. Nothing and no one can hold you back, and it certainly will not be in the best interest of others to attempt to do so. Alexa, please play Move, Bitch, Get Out the Way by Ludacris, please. Of course, we do not live in a perfect world, and so expect others to really try to get in your way. And this is always due to jealousy, hate, and projections. I keep saying I do not want to jump ahead, but the energy here is, in fact, causing you to do so. On the other side... The negative side of this energy will be, like I said, others who try to slow you and bring you down. I better get ready to post the Why Are They Mad tarot card readings that you guys love so much because I promise motherfuckers will be mad indeed. Hating ass motherfuckers, you will be very intimidating and uncontrollably. Um, And these people will tend to react negatively due to their own insecurities. So expect that during this time and or forevermore. The blessings and the energy you exude is larger than life and for the long haul. Again, this is coming from the most high, the creator, the almighty God, 
And what door God opens, no man can close. Remember that anyone mad and hating on you will have to take it up with God. In fact, God will take them down if they attempt to bring you down or humble you. Because who the fuck are they? No one. This energy is like being a morning person around those who are not. They get mad when everything is going good for you. Others will try to project their bitterness onto you and then will get even madder when it doesn't affect you in the slightest bit. The moon will be in Cancer at 17 degrees in the 10th house. With the moon in Cancer, the sign it rules, it's comfortable here, just like the sun in Leo that we just discussed above. However, the moon is always hidden, just like the IC. That is in Aquarius and the descendant that is in Aries. So those who are mad, hating, and bitter, that you are finally shining and no longer hidden, please believe me that they will be feeling some type of way considering the moon is in the 10th house that the midheaven in Leo is in. And like we talked about, some get lost, trapped, distracted, and or simply give up, never fulfilling their destiny. Usually most are unable to fulfill their destiny because they are too busy trying to stop another, and that's their problem and will continue to be so. I say continue to be because the moon in Cancer at 17 degrees is within the second deacon that Pluto rules. The energy here is passive aggressive, possessive, stubborn, and sentimental, all of which are low vibrational energies, emotions that weigh you down and ultimately hold you back. The second deacon in Pluto at its highest vibration should be intuitive, psychic, introspective, and practical. But like I said, this will be blocked off due to the passive aggressiveness, the possessiveness, and the stubbornness one feels. These energies are directly due to your success and shine, especially in the workplace. The IC runs deeper than the moon, but they both play the same role. The IC and Aquarius, there were some who decided to honor their ancestors by accepting who they are and where they come from, accepting the inherent gifts and talents within the bloodlines, but also willing to fight the negativity that was also passed down in the bloodlines as well. In other words, decided to heal any and all negativity and to search for more negativity buried deeper within in order to shine with the sun in Leo. In conclusion, this moon in Cancer in the 10th house will directly be felt by those who are hell-bent on blocking, stopping, and hating on you, all because they refuse to do the shadow and healing work to be where you are, which is shining in the sun and enjoying your new life and ultimately new identity. It's very sad when others spew hate towards you because of the issues that they feel within, that they refuse to heal. Um... Though it is sad, these people will be feeling sad, watching you succeed and do your thing. Most want to be everyone else and live a life that they do not work hard, um, that they don't work hard for, but somehow their impracticality and hate blocks them from taking accountability to ultimately free them the way that you were able to. Again, everyone will see your blessings, especially with the Ascendant in Libra. And to think... I'm sorry, and think it's not fair. Meanwhile, they completely disregard what you had to go through with the descendant in Libra. I'm sorry, Aries, to be who you are today. Oh, well, fuck those people. The moon reflects just like a mirror and your success and shine just reflects back to them who and what they are not and what they failed to do to fulfill their purpose. Most are so worried about another, blaming another, hating another, and that's their problem. Leave it as their problem and carry on. With the sun in Leo, do not entertain others who hate. Um, 
who hate. Exert all that energy into your work. Like Beyonce says, the best revenge is your paper. The way some of your energy will be set up, you will be pushing out so much creativity in your work and projects and others will be stuck hating and judging. Meanwhile, you're already ahead doing something new while they again are still stuck there mad and hating. It's so funny. They can't keep up with you. And with all the hate in their heart, they will be left behind for real. And do not look back either. Mercury will be in Leo at 15 degrees in the 11th house. Mercury is retrograded at this time. Most know fear and dread, okay? Mercury retrogrades because it's a time to be held accountable. And most do not like that. I already mentioned with the moon in Cancer, the moon reflects back to you. All the hate, jealousy, and bitterness will be reflected back to these people, and the proof will be in the puddle, not the pudding, the puddle. With the sun in Leo in the 11th house, where we already established your energy is so bright, loving, and strong, seen and felt by everyone, this is where Mercury retrograde in Leo comes in to do its job, to reiterate. Most want to be everyone else and live a life that they did not work hard for, but somehow their impracticality and hate blocks them from taking accountability to ultimately free them the way that you are able to. Again, everyone will see your blessings, especially with the Ascendant in Libra, and think it's not fair. Meanwhile, they completely disregard what you had to go through with the Descendant in Aries to be who you are today. Oh, well, fuck these people. Emphasis on fuck these people. And those people will realize only then that they messed up majorly, trying to hold you back, hate on you, instead of supporting and joining you because now they feel that fuck you vibe emitting from you, the winners. One thing about Leo energy, it's very generous, especially towards their friends. And, you know, but these people were so focused on being an enemy that they doubled down. They took an L with themselves because they missed their opportunity to fulfill their destiny. And now they have to deal with another Saturn cycle of hardships. But another L because you see them as an enemy and it's fuck your enemies. Leo energy is fixed. There's no changing a Leo's mind. Once you hurt, cause harm, or try to humble Leo energy, a lion or lioness, you will forever lose their trust, support, generosity, and good energy. Leo energy at its highest vibration is loyal as fuck. Those who invested so much time trying to misunderstand you, hate you, and belittle you will now have to stand on that 100%. They now have to show that loyalty towards the side they chose, and they are now realizing that they chose wrong. But oh well, too bad. Venus is officially direct in the sign of Cancer at 19 degrees in the 10th house. Venus is officially direct in the sign of Cancer. One thing about Venus, you are what you attract. And with the moon and Cancer conjuncting Venus and Cancer, those bitter, hateful, and stubborn motherfuckers will now be attracting all that they deserve, especially the Saturn cycle that they chose not to break and liberate themselves from. It's very simple. This placement also indicates most returning back to their exes, old and damaging habits, rigid lifestyles, and remaining a slave, forced to live a dream the government and society told them to live and to be. They will be forced to stay in conformity, depression, anxiety, and ultimately their demise. It is worth noting that Pluto, the destructive and slow-moving planet, is still in Capricorn that is retrograded in the fourth house. 
that should speak volumes considering the IC in Aquarius in the fourth house was all about embracing, discovering, and expressing who you truly are freely and authentically. Unfortunately, these people miss their opportunity due to fear, hate, bitterness, jealousy, and self-hate. This placement is clear and cut. The sins and the karmic debts of their forefathers, bloodline, and ancestry has not been paid. And so again, another 20 to 25 year cycle of mental, emotional, and psychological slavery shall continue on, which will certainly bring forth health issues. It's like Harriet Tubman said, I could have freed more slaves had they known that they were slaves. Our whole purpose on this earth is to know, to become consciously aware and to break the chains of slavery that has been passed down to us. How can you do such a thing if you don't think anything is wrong or refuse to fix it? Many are called to break the chains, but few rise up to do so, to, to choose to do so. Personally, these retrogrades have influenced me to stumble back into some destructive habits like smoking tobacco. However, I know I need to tighten up and I am determined to do so. I am naturally a metaphysician, metaphysician astrologer, a prophet, intuitive tarot reader, and writer. Here, I am finally writing and doing astrology again, ready to expand now. However, this is like me refusing to do astrology and slacking off with my tarot and my spiritual studies due to emotional bitterness. I had to heal from that quickly, release the heaviness, forgive, and get back to writing. Excuse me. Had I chose not to, I'd have to look for a nine to five job again, which to me is slavery and a slow spiritual death. These retrogrades have made me realize I cannot continue on being angry or bitter that I am not receiving the same love, energy or monetary gain that I know I deserve. I had to realize that I wasn't doing it for the people, but for God and for God, I will die. No questions asked. I use these retrogrades to remember why I started and to confirm why I never gave up or why I can never give up or quit no matter what. Had I refused to do this, like I said, I would be working for someone else, miserable, tired, uh, uninspired, unmotivated, and trapped in a cycle that I fought so hard to break free from. This was and is my last chance to do right by God and my ancestors. I am reading a book called The Woman Who Runs With the Wolves, and there was a chapter that totally jolted me out of my depression and anger. I was at my dad's beach mansion, chilling, surrounded by millionaires, and I realized after reading that chapter that I'm not where I want to be, nor where I deserve to be in life. I do not have the right to relax or to chill. I just don't deserve it. I immediately packed up all of my clothes, said goodbye to my family, all chilling on the beach, and drove home with such urgency to get back to, to God's work. And here I am, putting my all into these astrology predictions that I know will continue to be overlooked and ignored, but I am doing this for God. I do not make much, but I make enough to survive and relax a little. I am happy. I'm so passionate about astrology that I get so excited and want to post my predictions before the entire work is done, which I am working on. <laughs> I'm doing a hell of a lot more reading and writing as opposed to scrolling on YouTube, getting mad at other readers who are more successful than I. What good was that doing to me or for me? I'm wasting time, energy, and gaining more anger and hatred that I have no business feeling. I started getting lazy by only doing elements for my tarot readings when I know I'm supposed to do, I'm supposed to read for all 12 signs, no matter how time consuming. 
If I want my Range Rover in my mini mansion with a large yard so I can have as many dogs that I want, I need to work and work hard, no shortcuts. I am so fulfilled at the end of the day when I know I put my all into my work, the work I was called to do. The song by Forever Jones, He Wants It All, is the perfect song to listen to, especially when you start to feel lost or unappreciated and even overlooked. There's nothing that I do, um, you know, for the people. I do everything for God, and it just so happens to be to help people. Refer back to the sun in Leo in the 10th house. I have so much energy, talents, gifts that runneth over, over that I exert in my work. Refer to Mars in Virgo. That is um, that it just so happens to run it over into the collective. I had to reevaluate my intentions and motives. I'm not a people pleaser. I please God only. Hopefully this helps those bitter, jealous and angry motherfuckers who want to continue down a destructive path, a path that will only hurt them. Mars is going to be in Virgo at 15 degrees in the 12th house. Now, there's a song by Six Black called Loving You which talks about not wanting to lose himself loving another. With Virgo in the 12th house is exactly how to explain this energy. The 12th house deals directly with our unconscious, our undoing, our endings, secrets, isolation, imaginations, addictions, fantasies, hidden enemies, and ultimately our shadow self. Mars is the planet of war, action, completion, strength, courage, anger, fighting, conflict but ultimately willpower for mars to be in virgo the healing and dutiful zodiac sign in the 12th house and within the second deacon that saturn rules there's a strong indication of determination and working hard to fight to heal and to serve others who may not be able to overcome the 12th house's unknown chaos this is an indication of going through overcoming and coming back to help to guide and to lead others to do the same Most, when dealing with the 12th house, resort to escaping from it all as opposed to going through it. This is the hermit card in tarot, absolutely. Personally, I have a Pisces moon, and for a long time, I chose to escape choosing smoking, unhealthy relationships, a poor diet, and a lack of fitness, and ultimately depression. I was getting beat up and down willingly as long as I had some weed. I was unmotivated in life and very fearful of myself um, and life itself. I resorted to working for someone else due to fear of branching out on my own into the unknown and I chose to give my power away to life, to people, places, and substance abuse. I was starting to feel my health declining but pushed it off for a while. It wasn't until recently that I finally admitted myself into the hospital where I found out that I was anemic, had stomach ulcers, and had two ovarian cysts. Weirdly, on my way to the hospital, I still had a defeated spirit unwilling to fight whatever was wrong with me before finding out. I'm 29 years old. Why the hell would I be thinking and accepting death? Telling myself that whatever it is, I'm not going to fight it. I want to die. I haven't even touched the surface of fulfilling my purpose or destiny. So why was I so willing to die with no fight? When I went through the CT scan, something changed. God brought me in this world, and it's only God that will take me out, not self-inflicted or external forces. The ovarian cyst is a direct cause of generational karma, considering my biological mother was a prostitute, amongst other women in my family. The women in my family are promiscuous and all have had children out of wedlock. 
I've never been promiscuous, but I, I did allow the few men that I've dealt with to use and abuse my body, thinking that I would receive love that I desperately needed. As a result, I carried the guilt and the trauma of that. I now have to fight it once and for all and heal my womb, heal the guilt and trauma from my mother, aunts, and grandmothers, and the innate programming about men. The stomach ulcers were, was self-inflicted, I realized. For years, I would take ibuprofen five at a time every day, even when I wasn't in pain. It caught up to me. As a result, I threw away all my ibuprofen and it successfully endured my first menstrual cycle with no pain medicine, just natural methods like taking a hot bath, tiger's eye ointment that I'd rub on my lower stomach. I would drink peppermint tea and I would intake more water and rest. As for the anemia, I've been researching natural methods and foods to assist me with getting the iron I need to function properly without harming my body. I was heavily into bodybuilding years ago, and at that time, I felt my best health-wise. And though I have no desire to bodybuild, my love for fitness has returned, and I even have a newfound interest in yoga thanks to Vedic astrology. Being adopted, I've always had a phobia with having children of my own, but I realize that I will and need to have children to continue to heal my bloodline. That is a sacrifice that I want to make to rid the karma in my bloodline and ancestry, except I want to do so with a man who truly loves, values, protects, and provides for me and our unborn children. None of my biological siblings were created out of love, lust only. My biological mother had 14 children and we all have different fathers. My oldest biological sister has contracted HIV and has two children with different fathers. Now, referring back to the IC in Aquarius, to honor my ancestors, I have to do this different and right, genuinely, and for the utmost right reasons and with the utmost right person. I practice celibacy 100%, and that's something the women in my family could never fathom, but I. Now, as a spiritualist, I personally teach, speak, and encourage other women to do the same. Even if it's delivered harshly, it's important. That is one of my dharmas, and I will continue to do so. I truly believe in order to be a healer. Uh, one has to go through, fight, overcome, and then come back to pave the way for others, no matter how young or old. If I never have children, I will be a mother to nations, and I already see that part of my destiny playing out in live time. If I continued to escape, not only was I dying slowly physically and spiritually, but I'd also be abetting in other young girls and women alike, and I cannot have that blood on my heart or my conscience, let alone embedded in my bloodline. I cannot face God knowing that I did not do my part, no matter how tedious frustrating and aggravating it is most times it's hard fighting for the same women who fight me that i'm trying to help but god in conclusion with mars and virgo in the 12th house everyone is being called to hermit mode to go into the depths of your soul into the depths of your psyche and to face every last demon fight and conquer them and to come back to help others do the same being a leader is difficult. Being chosen always comes with difficulties and not everyone is meant to be saved or is willing to be helped. And you have to learn the difference. The serenity prayer comes to mind. My father who adopted me is a pastor. And one of the things he would say religiously after his sermons was, if everyone can reach one and teach one, eventually we'll all be saved. 
And I've always kept that in my spirit. And now here I am trying to reach one, teach one in hopes that we all can be saved. Jupiter will be in Aries at 21 degrees in the seventh house. Jupiter is retrograded at this time. Jupiter in astrology represents the bigger picture, God's picture. Jupiter rules Sagittarius and Pisces traditionally. Pisces, however, is also ruled by Neptune, where the transcendence takes place among other things. Transcendence means to experience beyond the normal or physical level. Like I forementioned at some point above, most are unable, unwilling, or simply deny what they cannot control, touch, taste, or see, which is dangerous. Many completely disregard that we are spiritual, transcendent beings having physical experiences. Due to that disconnect, most will not fulfill their purpose or destiny, and as a result, they resort to attempting to pop, lock, and cock block others, attempting to serve a higher power that cannot and will never be seen with the physical eye. But that is life. That's the main test. To be able to walk by faith, not by sight, is a blessing and a gift. With Jupiter in Aries, the leadership zodiac sign, and in a retrograde, those leaders who have been chosen, who have proven themselves by walking by faith, using the third eye, and still being able to balance the physical reality and its many temptations, Jupiter retrograde is simply reminding you and empowering you to continue down the path that you cannot see nor understand 50% of the time. Sure, we have astrology, tarot, and other means of divination, but no one truly understands what is going on or what is to come 100% of the time, and certainly not accurately. The unconscious and the naive use NASA and technology to attempt to monitor God, and they attempt to play God and to somehow be 10 steps ahead of God, but that will never be. That is another reason why I detest Western astrology systems, because its bases derive from the four season in which we all know can and has been manipulated for control over the masses, ultimately blocking the truth. Vedic astrology, however, is in tune with spirituality, but more importantly, the planets, the solar system, and the ethers that know no bounds and cannot be controlled, not fully discovered by humans seeking control. It's very sad that thousands who claim to be interested in astrology are only informed by um, are only interested in being informed by a false system. They believe it and only willing to listen to that. You are willingly going along with a lie, including lies about who you truly are. Your birthdays and zodiac signs are so wrong, and yet most claim what is not true. There are so many people I tried to inform of the truth with Vedic astrology and will literally go back to reciting who they think they are, according to tropical Western astrology. They are essentially addicted to a lie. Misguided and spiritually blind individuals leading the spiritually blind. For my true leaders on the spiritual path, Jupiter retrograded in Aries is encouraging you to help fight and to guide only those who can hear the call of the shepherd and to leave those who refuse to listen. If they deny you, then they will be denied by the Most High. There's a scripture in the biblical text in the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 33. But whomever denies me before the people, the people is the seventh house energy, I will deny him also before my Father in heaven. Granted, I'm not religious or claim to be Christian, but I know wisdom when I hear it and when I read it indefinitely. 
Saturn will be in Aquarius at eight degrees in the fifth house. Saturn is currently retrograded at this time. Like the IC in Aquarius in the fourth house, I have my Saturn in Aquarius in the fifth house that's retrograded. And I'm currently experiencing my first Saturn return. And man, it's been chaotic and one for the books. It wasn't until recently that I fully understood um, what Saturn in this placement was trying to teach me, especially with it retrograded. Once I got rid of all my escapist vices, delved deeper into myself, wherein the pain lies, became present and harshly honest with myself about the world and the people in it, I had a dark time of pure hatred. One would call it misanthropy, which means a person who dislikes humankind and avoids human society. Considering I have a natal Pisces moon, I have always felt and endured the pain of the world within me. And it took me 28 years to finally admit that I hated humankind. Why? There's so much evil, hate, no concern, lack of awareness, jealousy, violence, manipulation, secrets, ignorance, and injustice all over. People are really lost. People are really annoying, ignorant, and selfish as hell. And then have the audacity to recreate the same, whether that be by re reproducing with um, or expressing this in music, art, or just their self-expression. And or with risks that people are willing to take that most times turn out real bad. Most believe a lie and hate the truth. Most prefer to conform and rebel against anything new and unfamiliar. Luckily, I have been able to overcome all of that hatred only to realize that hatred that I thought I felt um, was really love. The quote, there's a thin line between love and hate. And this is exactly what Saturn in Aquarius in the fifth house has taught me. I love people so much, but never felt the same love in return, always rejected. Like most, we dislike and even hate what we do not understand because we cannot control it. I couldn't for a long time understand people, and so I began to dislike and even hate them only to realize that in that train of thinking that I didn't like, um, only to realize in that train of thinking that I didn't like or love myself. If you look around, most do not understand or even love themselves. And so they do say, think and act out in ways, especially towards others, because it's a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves. The more I learn astrology and my inner workings, I began to truly embrace and love myself. The same love I was seeking outside of me from people who do the same. The more I try to control myself, the less I feel the need to control others. The more I love myself, the less I need another to do so, even though I do desire it still. The more I acknowledge and accept my flaws, I am able to understand and accept another who has flaws and all. Anyone can insult you just like you can insult them. So in conclusion, it's just a big waste of time and energy. You can only understand and love someone as far as you understand and love yourself. And that is what Saturn in Aquarius in the fifth house has taught me. With Saturn retrograde in Aquarius, that is what I now want to teach others. When someone is unwilling or unable uh, to give me what I desire, I do not take it personal anymore, though it is still a work in progress. What really triggers me, though, is animal abuse. Now, that is something that I will never be able to understand at the hands of humans. However, everything else I am at peace with. When I see violence now, I understand that there's a bigger picture. When someone insults me, doesn't like me, or supports me, I understand there's something about me that triggers them, and it's not my problem. I understand there's a bigger picture. I do not tolerate disrespect, 
But when dis, but when disrespected, I understand that, that there's something within that person that is wounded and they only know how to express it the way they chose. And hopefully when it's their time, they will correct themselves. But even so, it's not my problem or nor is it even personal. That is why Aquarius gets the rap of being impersonal and detached. Aquarius energy has mastered that nothing anyone or thing does is personal or a direct attack to them. Aquarius energy has a natural immunity towards anything external to them. Saturn in Aquarius in the fifth house that's retrograded has also taught me to truly accept me for me no matter what. I have a Libra stellium and so sometimes I do get caught up in how I look and how I am perceived but I quickly catch myself and relax. On YouTube, you will see me, um, you know, my face fully done up with makeup. You'll see my lace <laughs> wig fully laid. And other times you'll see me with puffy eyes, chapped lips, a messy apartment, wild hair, and I have a proud sailor's mouth. <laughs> Cursing just adds some razzle dazzle, but I always know when to control it if I choose to. Sometimes I drive fast, sometimes I drive slow. Sometimes I'm on demon time and bitchy as fuck, and other times I'm sweet, happy, and goofy, and I love all of it. Sometimes I want to eat, other times I don't. Sometimes I like you, and the next I don't. One moment I agree on one thing, but then contradict myself in the next sentence, but that is me 100%. I never try to be anything or anyone I am not, and that is what Saturn has taught me, and I am now able to allow the same freedom for others. This energy applies to others who express themselves however they express themselves and to own it, but also refer back to Jupiter retrograded in Aries in the seventh house. In terms of being able to differentiate between who is willing to change on their own time and allowing that process, giving people space, especially if you have differing and conflicting views and morals. Most are so concerned with controlling or being controlled seldom giving others the space and freedom to be themselves in fear of i'm not quite sure the way i love now is from a distance especially if we are on different paths i do not force my views though i do speak passionately on anyone anymore i will simply give you space i love you and the world that much to distance myself to allow you and the world to be who you are just don't abuse animals uh let me speed up here i had a little paragraph here about something but I don't really care to talk about it um but moving on I no longer cling and hopefully that Saturn am retrograde in Aries I'm sorry in Aquarius you can all learn to let go and be free and to allow others the same kind of love and more importantly to attract like-minded individuals I love my dogs Winnie and Piglet I never walk them on a leash or lock them in a cage and I leave their water and food, food bowls out and completely filled always. I do not want to control them because I love them dearly. I just try to control where they try to use the bathroom in my apartment because the fuck? That is exact, that's, that's where I have to draw the line. <laughs> Uranus is in Aries at 28 degrees in the seventh house. Uranus is retrograded at this time. Uranus retrograded in Aries in the seventh house has the same energy as Jupiter retrograded in Aries in the seventh house. In astrology, we would call this a conjunction. The only thing I would add here is the fact that Uranus is about universal, radical, and revolutionary change. Uranus rules Aquarius, and the mission Uranus is on is to bring forth insight, innovation, 
excuse me, intelligence and rebellion against conformity. To truly see change in the world, it starts with you wholeheartedly. Most are waiting on the world to change, not realizing that we, the human people, we consist of the world. You have to live by example, and that's how you change the world. I post fitness snippets to encourage others to get off their fat asses and um, and for some of the ladies, their backs, to live a healthier lifestyle. I post some food here and there to show off my, my chef skills, but to encourage others that it's cool to eat home-cooked and healthy meals. I post some books that I'm reading to encourage that you can replace hard penis for a hard book more often. I push my dogs, my, uh, my dog babies in a stroller to encourage others that it's okay to love your animals and to care for them as you would like to be cared for. And on those hot days, stop walking your dog on hot cement. I don't see any of y'all walking around barefoot on cement. So why the fuck is your dog? I digress. I throw some scripture in my workings because it's okay to be open-minded and to put religion and spirituality together. I mean, at the end of it, God created all things. I can only be me. I can only control me and change me. And hopefully I can be the change that I want to see in the world. And with all that being said, refer back to Jupiter that's retrograded in Aries in the seventh house. Neptune will be in Pisces at two degrees in the sixth house. Neptune is retrograded at this time. Neptune retrograde in its own sign of Pisces at such a fresh and untrained degree and in the sixth house of health and illness can indicate some mysterious health issues, pains, and unexplained sensations throughout the body for one. Be mindful because this energy can also manifest with your beloved pets during this time as well. To be more specific in medical astrology, Pisces may bring forth issues with your feet, toes, and you may experience a common cold or have those symptoms. The sixth house ruled by Virgo can bring forth eating disorders, ulcers, irritable bowel movements, irritated intestines, and lower liver issues, possibly. Now you'll have to look to your progressive uh, Neptune or your sixth house placements in your birth chart to pinpoint where you may have some mysterious pains occurring uh, uh, at this time and also to be prepared. Now, I am typing this on September 5th um, and recording it on September 5th as well. Um, but I personally woke up this morning with my stomach ulcers bothering me more than usual. I am only allowed to take one pill a day for the ulcers, but I was tempted to take more to alleviate the pain. Also, I'm an emotional eater and I've definitely been binging on pizza, chocolate and Dunkin Donuts breakfast sandwiches, which I am now forcing myself to fast to get back in control of my body. I do not have time for the bullshit and keep in mind, I am not a licensed medical professional. I am, however, a spiritual medical professional. So if you feel that at any point your health is life threatening, please seek professional help. Now, with the disclaimers out, these mysterious symptoms can mean a few different things, one of which ascension symptoms, especially considering some people have earned their crowns. And with that, magical Neptunian powers are being activated within your body and bloodstream. These symptoms can also be due to healing, all that which has been damaged or any illnesses or infections. I mean, some of us were definitely dealing with some strong and honestly the biggest spiritual warfare of our lives. So please believe that you got banged up in the process. In tarot, this is like the Nine of Wands card, the wounded warrior energy. 
Now, on a negative side, this can also be for those who were on your opposing side fighting you and your bloodline. So those who are opposing you, they may be having health issues because they fought on the wrong time, like team and they fought the wrong bloodline. They could be dealing with these mysterious pains as a form of a curse. I know most people will not want to believe, which is also a Neptune quality, the illusions that they are not cursed from fighting against you, etc. No one wants to accept defeat or acknowledge it. And so it will be very difficult for most of you to be able to decipher what side that you are on. Um, and with the, especially with the symptoms that some of you may be experiencing. Now, remember, Neptune is in Pisces at a very fresh degree, which is untrained. It's naive and delusional. I did some research on a professional on professional divers, and I found out that when you get into or when you get nitrogen narcosis while you are um, while you're deep underwater, you begin to go through stages of impaired judgment and reasoning. You become intoxicated and in a drunken like state. You think it's okay to keep going down further and further until you die in brief. Now, this is metaphorically, but this is what this placement is going to be like for those who think that they are on the winning team. It's an illusion. For some of you, if you see your enemy appearing to be winning, gaining, and succeeding, I promise it's just an illusion. And with all of these retrograde energies going on, uh, it's all a part of God's plan. If you recall, Mars is in Virgo in the 12th house. And what I described is what happens when you go into the 12th house and cannot make it back up for air. Remember the song reference that I gave, I don't want to lose myself loving you. Well, those who hated you will be losing themselves and disappearing never to be found again. They will drown spiritually, emotionally, or quite literally. Refer back to the moon and cancer in the 10th house where the bitter, hateful, and the malicious will be drowning while you're shining. And I had an oh wow moment while I was typing this because this energy reminds me of the moon card in the light seer's deck where the woman is underwater and looking up. This energy also reminds me of a dream that I had where I was drowning in my car in the ocean. And this was caused by my very demonic um, mother who adopted me and a fellow tarot reader here on YouTube that you all know and probably watch. They were both conspiring my death underwater, but I survived. I remember being at the bottom of the ocean floor, trapped in my car, which is royal blue. I also remember in real life driving back from the beach, and I was uh, driving on the back roads per usual, and the roads were flooded. I got scared, and a few cars hit a U-turn and drove away, fearful to drive through the flood, and it was a pretty deep one. But I sat there and decided to drive through it regardless, and I made it. I faced my fear and drove through it, and it isn't until now that I realize what that meant symbolically. It was very, it's very interesting to me, to say the least. However, the sixth house also deals with co-workers, and back to this fellow tarot reader on YouTube. He has his Pluto in Virgo, according to Vedic astrology, However, I have my Pluto in Scorpio within the first deacon, which is the most powerful force. He has his Mars and Venus in the sign of Scorpio in the 12th house that Pisces and ultimately Neptune rules. My progressed midheaven is now in Virgo. And remember, the midheaven is our destiny. And I know you're listening to this, and I just want you to know that I know. You tried to spiritually attack and to kill me, and I will see to it that you are the one drowning. Your birthday allegedly is in November, and the year is 1976 in which you were born. 
I saw your future, buddy old pal. Lastly, I have a Pisces moon, and so you tried to drown me in my own elements. Keep in mind, I have a Libra stellium. Justice will always be in my favor, and I am royalty, and you tried to assassinate me. Well, now it's your turn. My chart, my placements, my spiritual rankings, and my gifts are much more supreme than yours will ever be. And I will make sure to send every demon in the pits of hell to finish you. And I do put that on my life. Pluto will be in Capricorn at three degrees in the fourth house. Pluto is retrograded at this time. And as we know, the planet Pluto on a positive note brings forth destruction in our lives to force the purging of karmic cycles that derive from the planet Saturn in hopes to manifest a complete transformation and metamorphosis internally, if you will. Emphasis on will. And as we discussed above, most decide to do the complete opposite and choose to abuse this planet and the energy it emits to cause chaos, destruction, abuse, and even death upon others externally in hopes to maintain control for their personal gain. Considering Pluto is in the sign of Capricorn that Saturn rules, anyone who attempts to cause abuse towards others for power and control and ultimately hindering others to make the needed changes Pluto wants, karma is definitely going to kick in. The saying, they dug a grave for you, usually you will find the digger is the main one who ends up in the same grave intended for you. And if you look around, those who are in power, who abuse their power, always experience a great fall, like Humpty Dumpty on the wall, who had a great fall. There are some people in this world who are truly trying to break karmic cycles and to claim their true birthright, identity, and essentially fulfill their God-given prophecy. There will always be karmic karma to pay for that. And usually the debt is too great. Look at your Vedic astrology chart and take a look at your Saturn placement as well as your Pluto placement for a moment. Whenever someone tries to interfere with your process, your growth and change and metamorphosis, the challenges and hardships intended for you to break through will immediately be transferred to those people, which is now their cross to bear in addition to their own Saturn and Pluto problems that they refuse to work through. Have you ever experienced people trying to make their problem yours? Well, this is exactly how Pluto works. When hurt people hurt people because they are hurt, there is usually karmic debt to be paid by the one hurting you. Personally, having a Pisces moon, I tended to always take on other people's problems, fight their battles, and in the end, I always lost and was wounded much more than I was supposed to be. It's like getting around people and all of a sudden your money gets funny, for example. As I discussed with the Saturn in Aquarius placement, I had to learn that I cannot take on or internalize the hate most people feel for themselves that they choose to express and attack you with. You cannot attach or allow yourself to be responsible for someone else's bullshit. There has to be a time where you love from a distance and allow people to be themselves with hate in their hearts and all. As we discussed with the sun and Leo in the 11th house, many of you are destined to shine and align. And there's always an opposing force attempting to bring their negative Pluto energy to destroy your shine. Always. When we look at the deceased celebrities, for example, they get assassinated and the assassinator always gets caught and thrown in jail for life or for 20 to 25 years, which is a satarian cycle. They get thrown in physical, emotional and or psychological jail for the remainder of their lives or for a great chunk of it, depending on their age. 
if one gets a life sentence and more time added, that's where the generational curses uh, come into play, where now their children's children have to pay for the sins of their fathers, mothers, and so forth. In other cases, people have to pay with their health, living a life with chronic illness, however it manifests. Personally, I rarely get sick, and when I do, I get over it quickly. More recently, I was hospitalized for mild health issues that I have to clear up, and can with some antibiotics and a slight lifestyle change. Some are not as fortunate. On the 3D, we see people going to jail to pay for their debt to society and the individual that they inflicted harm upon. And in that time, they are forced to reflect, aka retrograde, on their behavior. Some change their lives seeking religion or spirituality in hopes of redeeming themselves, which inadvertently is what Pluto and Saturn wanted in the first place. But they chose the harder way. Other times, these individuals continue to be hateful and destructive towards others in jail by killing, torturing, and abusing others. On a spiritual level, they are never at peace, always looking over their shoulder. They never feel safe, and now their life is reduced to having to fight every damn day. This causes some serious health issues over time, with time being ruled by Saturn. They've lost all hope and essentially come to realize that they are a lost cause. They are left to rot in jail, no love, no redemption, and never to return to the outside world. Now, this is all symbolic. They are given rotten food, deplorable living conditions, the bare minimum, and they are surrounded by like-minded individuals. It's truly hell. You are disconnected from the outside world, which is symbolic from being disconnected from God. The world, their family, friends, and lovers have forsaken them, which is also symbolic for God forsaking them. At some point, they either get killed or succumb to suicide, all of which is symbolic as well. Whenever you see someone on trial, they come into the justice court, all beaten up, starved, tired, worn out, and their eyes are lifeless, despondent. Again, all of which is despondency. They are spiritually dead but forced to live. Some wish that they could just die, but God keeps them alive the longest to endure the suffering. Keep in mind, you do not have to be in a physical jail to live in a state of suffering. I'm just using this as a metaphor to give context. Referring back to the descendant in Aries in the seventh house, where spiritual warfare is taking place, your enemies that you have defeated are now getting judgment with the ascendant in Libra in the first house. In the book of um, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7 through 12, and I quote, For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. But the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he is taken out the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will overthrow with the breadth of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan, displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders, and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and to be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that they will all be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. For my tarot readers, the devil card is Capricorn energy. The planet Venus most worship and care, you know, the planet Venus is the most worshiped and cared about so much, which is superficial and beautiful in nature. Well, it's exalted in Pisces, the sign that can cause beautiful delusions and beautiful lies that most fall for. 
looks are deceiving and those who deceived and allowed themselves to be deceived will be will perish the truth hurts and most run from it they hate it even especially those who speak truth most love support and only want to hear and see beautiful lies pluto is all about power hence is why most steal kill and destroy to obtain it they abuse the power pluto emits for eternal power and instead exert it outwardly to abuse and gain power over others. Crazy how the scripture even says God will send a powerful delusion. The wordplay is amazing. It all connects and your enemies will realize that this when it's too late and they are drowning and never to be saved. The North Node is in Aries at one degree in the seventh house. The North Node is retrograded at this time. I mentioned this above with Jupiter retrograded in Aries and the Midheaven in Leo in the 10th house placement. Most get trapped, stuck, lost, and or destroyed on their paths because they're so busy trying to trap, mislead, and destroy others on their chosen paths. They never fulfill their God-given purpose because they get distracted with their hate, jealousy, anger, arrogance, and uncontrollable desire to control others. Refer back to the Descendant in Aries in the 7th house. Wars were waged against you for the very reasons that I mentioned above. To reiterate, the seventh house is about open enemies, and Ares is the warrior who destroys and fights to the death. It is very clear your enemies will lose and will pay with their lives, however that manifests. Ares energy is all about willpower, and remember I mentioned with Pluto retrograded in Capricorn in the fourth house, I emphasized on a will. Please believe Mars, the planet ruling Aries, will find a way because the energy has a spiritual will to fight for. The freedom fighters who have earned your crowns have fought for the most high. In the book of John, chapter 14, verse 6, it says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Another one, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you an, uh, another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. Now, if you remember, Jupiter retrograded in Aries in the seventh house is where the advocate of truth comes in and expands on a large scale that no human can defeat. I also recall doing a tarot reading for the divine feminine energies. The title was, Stop Waiting on the World to Change. Your spirit guides are your greatest allies. Looks like I wasn't lying and spoke on direct behalf of the Most High, but you know, no one watched that reading. Oh well, the joke is on you. And lastly, Lilith is in Cancer at 27 degrees in the 10th house. Lilith in Cancer at 27 degrees is within the third deacon that Neptune rules. The energy within this deacon is absent-minded, imaginative, loyal, impressionable, and relationship-oriented. All of these things sound good, but if you can recall, the moon is conjunct in Cancer in the 10th house as well. And to reiterate what was going on in the moon in Cancer in the 10th house, those who are mad, hating, and bitter that you are finally shining and no longer hidden, please believe me that they will be feeling some type of way considering the moon is in the 10th house that the midheaven in Leo is in. And like we talked about, some get lost, trapped, distracted, and or simply give up never fulfilling their destiny. Usually most are unable to fulfill their destiny because they are too busy trying to stop another. And that's their problem and will continue to be. I say continued because 
the moon in Cancer at 17 degrees is within the second decan that Pluto rules. The energy here is passive aggressive, uh, possessive, stubborn, and sentimental, all of which are low vibrational emotions that weigh you down and ultimately hold you back. The second decan in Pluto at its highest vibration should be intuitive, psychic, introspective, and practical. But like I said, this will be blocked off due to passive aggressiveness, possessiveness, and stubbornness one feels. These feels are directly due to your success and shine, especially in the workplace. The IC runs deeper than the moon, but they both play the same role. The IC in Aquarius, there were some who decided to honor their ancestors by accepting who they are and where they come from. Accepting the inherent gifts and talents within the bloodlines, but also willing to fight the negativity that was also passed down in the bloodline. In other words, you've decided to heal any and all negativity and also took the initiative to search for more negativity that is buried deeper within in order to shine with the sun in Leo. In conclusion, this moon in Cancer in the 10th house will directly be felt by those who are hell bent on blocking, stopping, and hating on you all because they refuse to do the shadow and healing work to be where you are, which is shining in the sun and enjoying your new life and ultimately new identity. In other words, this confirms and reveals where the uncontrollable and animalistic evil is deriving from with Lilith and Cancer. For those who chose to attack you, they were committed to misunderstanding you, believing the lies that they themselves imagined and created, and then allowed themselves to be impressionable to the opinions of others about you to justify why they attacked you as well. Most love to be around others who nurture their hate, delusion, and pain. Lilith energy at a higher vibration encourages feminine energies to break free and to claim who they are at their core. Refer to the IC in Aquarius, where some decided to finally embrace and love themselves without societal norms and conformity. You already know since the beginning of time, Lilith was denied that freedom and expected to bow down and suppress her needs and wants. Lilith was denied being seen, respected, and loved as an equal, and so she chose to leave and to give Adam space to Adam. Adam became revengeful and malicious and decided to remain the same and asked God for Eve, a slave. They reproduce, and this was all in attempts to make Lilith jealous and to come back to Adam, who created and chose Eve. Had Lilith come back, she would have been in a third party. Lilith refused. Her freedom and self-expression and acceptance of herself was more important than to be a man's slave. As a result, Adam began gaslighting and creating lies about Lilith's true nature, ultimately demonizing her and getting others, i.e. the world, to believe the same, which were all and will continue to be lies. This is why you look around and men are cheating, having babies with multiple women and being non-committal. This is where all that energy derives from. And then you have a shitload of Eve types running around, bending over, chasing, begging, and pleading for men to love them and having their babies all in the same motion. They are all under a destructive and ancient spell um, but Lilith would never. All Adam had to do was surrender his animalistic and unfair desires for control and heal. But no, he chose to create his unrealistic version of what a woman is, which is what most men do. Instead of healing, they call you crazy and delusional to make you bow down. And over time, you do become delusional, weaker and more subservient. 
It's a complete mindfuck, no, no pun intended. Now, I am a descendant of Lilith. I honor Lilith, which in turn means I honor myself, which is honoring my ancestors. Even if that means I am misunderstood, ignored, lied on, and shunned. My freedom is more important than pleasing a distorted man who just wants to exploit me, make me silent, and keep me weak and unconscious. The things women do, these Eve types, have sold their souls, sold their wombs, and sold their sexual prowess, and ultimately diminished themselves all in the name of distorted, imaginary, fake, and conditional love. Love does not control or try to change you. True love is accepting, supportive, and unconditional, all of which is within. No one can love me better than me. No one will ever understand me better than me. And no one will ever put me as their first priority better than me. And no amount of money or materialistic things or penis can truly make me happy. And, uh, so sorry, Chiron is last, last but not least. <laughs> Chiron will be in Pisces at 24 degrees in the sixth house. Chiron is retrograded at this time. And as a result of choosing yourself, embracing yourself, and knowing thyself, you have, given, you have been given the gift of healing, peace, enhanced psychic abilities, receptivity, and an easygoing life. Chiron retrograded in Pisces in the sixth house indicates unconditional love that will grant unconditional healing. Love is the highest vibration of all. It's the same vibration of the angels, which means you have an angelic aura, a healing ability, and the gift of self-love. You are unstoppable and vibrating way too high for any low vibrational energies to harm, attack, or even approach you. Like I mentioned in a previous tarot reading titled, You Have Paid the Sins of Your Father. Your father was in reference to Adam and every man within your bloodline and ancestry that came from Adam. I mentioned that reading, I mentioned in that reading how people um, are now so nice to me. They see me, they're starting to support me, they want to get to know me, none of which are trying to control me. I am protected, truly, and I no longer have creative blockages. I am able to accept others as they are, all hate, anger, rage, and menstrual pain has been released from me. I am able to live in the moment. I do not concern myself with money. And I'm able to express, dance, sing, cry, work out, write, read, and travel freely with no issues. I have been given the gift of peace and a peace that passes all flawed and distorted human understanding or the lack thereof. I no longer feel the need to explain myself or to be concerned about how others or another perceives me. I no longer feel the need to argue or defend who I am and what I am not. I am able to accept my angelic energy, but also my demonic energy. I am both. I am balanced. I am healed. I am open to love, and love is what I shall receive unconditionally. I would have never gotten to this point, or some of you, had you not accepted the energetic opportunity that was presented with the IC in Aquarius in the fourth house, as we talked about at the beginning of this report. It's been a long road, journey, and battle, but the battle has been won. I trust God, my ancestors, my spirit guides, my psychic abilities, and ultimately destiny all the more. My faith has grown into a well-developed tree. I am the tree of life, and I will nurture my tree forevermore. One of my first tattoos is the scripture Jeremiah 29 11. 
but I'm going to go ahead and recite Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. And quote, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. In the 15th verse, God speaks on pursuing them with the sword, famine, and plague, making them abhorrent to all the kingdoms of the earth, a curse and an object of horror, of scorn and reproach among all the nations where I drive them. For they have not listened to my words, declares the Lord, words that I have sent to them again and again by my servants, the prophets. And you exiles have not listened either, declares the Lord. And so in closing, I serve the Most High forever and forevermore. And I want to publicly say this to God, that I love you and I, I love you so much and you saved me. Thank you.